Good morning. My name is Jay Rosenthal. I'm the co-founder and president of the Business of Cannabis. This is BFC Live for Friday, July 31st, believe it or not, 2020. This and all other BFC Lives are available on our website at businessofcannabis.ca, as well as wherever you find your podcast. Coming up, a conversation with Matt Maurer. He is an attorney with our official law firm of Business of Cannabis, Torkin Mains. Uh, we had a big week on Business of Cannabis. We had a Cannabis Forward event uh, live from Vancouver, thanks to our friends at Robic and Council 45. And next week, we have some great lineups with Ken Delta, Vetrina Group, uh, BDSA, uh, as well as others. So stay tuned for that. Uh, next Friday on August 7th, so one week from now at noon, we will have a lunch and learn with our friends at Can Delta titled, So You Want to Open a Cannabis Retail Store. There will be a presentation and there will be a Q&A session, so please sign up for that on our website. On August 27th, another Cannabis Forward Education and Networking event with our friends at Diversity Talk called Social Equity in Practice. Find out all about that through Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and on our website at businessofcannabis.ca. Thanks, as always, to our partners at BDSA, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, Can Delta, Torque and Mains, and Alcet. Enjoy this conversation with Matt Maurer of Torque and Mains. We will see you next week. Matt Maurer, we're on the porch again. Jay Rosenthal, blue shirt. Blue shirt, black shirt. Yeah, we last time we were wearing the exact same thing. Um, thank you for being here, uh, because we haven't been able to connect with you since we announced that Torque and Mains is now the official law firm of Business of Cannabis. Very exciting. We're very pleased to <laughs> uh, to be able to partner with you guys, and um, you know we've done some things together over the last few years, but it's been great to you know more formalize that relationship and. Um, you know, put put together some content, some more educational stuff yeah. for, for the industry. Yeah, no, we're super excited about it. And it actually, the time frame reminds me, uh, in February, we worked together a little bit. Uh, you guys had an event about retail in 2020. It was obviously pre-COVID. Um, but uh, a lot of those conversations, obviously, those issues that you, we discussed, at your, uh, it wasn't at your office, but it was at the, I forget where it was. First Canadian Place. First Canadian Place. Um, we sat and watched and learned and we're like, wow, some of these things are going to be super exciting. And then a pandemic dropped in the middle of that. And yet some of these things are exciting. There is retail opening in Ontario today. Yeah. If there's one thing that didn't close from the pandemic, at least permanently, it's cannabis retail. And <laughs> people like cannabis. People like cannabis. Yes. And not just the stores themselves, but the whole process that goes behind the stores and you know most people yeah. anyone that's following retail in Ontario knows that you know all the stores that are going into public notice and the backlog with how long it's taking to get a license but it is still moving and so it's happening which is great uh, is it happening at the pace you thought it would or that the pace that government said it would it is definitely happening at the pace that the government said it would um, which is probably if it was 5x would it be a normal speed yeah, you know, and so it's an interesting question. Is it at the pace I thought it would? To, you know, to be honest, when we first started um, in the public or the open application system, um, I didn't necessarily think they'd be able to move so quickly. Um, so they are moving faster than I thought they would. But what's surprised me now is that they did announce, you know, uh, at the outset that they were going to try to do 20 a month or five a week. And we all thought that was sort of a target or, you know, an ideal. Um, clearly, the AGCO has been able to do that. 
um, what's caught us a little bit by surprise is that they're just not licensing more than five a week or 20 a month. Um, so, you know, that's, they, been, that's a guard. That's a governor rather than a best case. Like right. they, they're just they, they could be doing 20. I mean, there's a lot of people in the queue. Well, yeah. And, um, you know, there's never been official announcement as to why the cap is still in place. Um, clearly, from a review and licensing standpoint, the AGCO is clearly capable of doing more than 20. We know that because we've mm -hmm. got tons of people just sitting and waiting for a final inspection. Um, is it a inventory issue with the OCS? Is it a provincial conservative? We're not prepared to lift this yet. No one's actually coming out and putting their hand up and saying it's us that are sort of keeping the cap down. So um, much better than expected in terms of being able to process through it. A little bit disappointed because they're able to process more, but they're not actually getting opened any faster than we thought they were going right. to be. Right. There's, a, there's a, a disconnect between the initial parts of the licensing and the final authority. Correct. Yeah. You can, you can visually see that, certainly in downtown-ish Toronto, that there are some just waiting at the gate, ready to press play, if given the choice to press play. And there's a lot of people. And um, I, the frustration from people that are looking to open stores is that they've got to make business decisions, right? <laughs> um, how many people need to be hired, hired and when? How many people do you need to keep on staff? We're in a pandemic, we're paying rent, we're doing all these things, but we have no revenue coming in. Um, so I think, you know, from what I hear from a lot of people is obviously some frustration, but um, just some answers. You know, yes. when, is it, when is this going to change? Why is it being kept the way it is? Um, and just, you know, let everyone know what the rules are going forward so yeah. everyone can plan accordingly. Yeah, and, and uh, I would say from two different perspectives of, say, the supply chain or the industry. One is consumers, those stores will be full when they open, period. Because uh, consumers want that, the neighborhoods want that. I mean, it's it's people are ready to buy cannabis at their local shop, no matter basically right now how many there are in their local neighborhood. On the other side, what happens in Ontario right now, so goes the industry, right? If there were a hundred more stores in Ontario next month, and hopefully there will be, it is a big boon to the industry that is supplying that stuff. That's for sure, and it's also going to. It's funny we're we're sitting here talking today about there's all these stores in the queue and they're not ready to. They're not ready to be licensed they're ready to open right. but you know they can't they can't be licensed um and then you know it stands to reason that we'll go through a period where they all come online and perhaps we'll be back here you know july 30th next year talking about stores closing because yeah. now there's too many um but, but yes but wouldn't it be great if, if some were closing because there was too many open as opposed to some were closing without ever having to open because they're sitting on rents 100 yeah. percent um and it's, it's just kind of like we you know at some point, we have to get to the next point of the evolution of retail, which is, you know, we're in the expansion phase, and then eventually... Right size. Yeah, right Alberta. size. Alberta. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think it stands to reason it's going to happen here just by how many we see opening. Mm -hmm. Who knows? We're going to find out. But, you know, until we get the stores open, so we don't know how many we need right. and how many and need to close. Or what the right number is, right? Just like, you know, there's still, you know, there's some stasis, I think, in like Colorado with numbers of stores and... and um, and penetration, all those things are there. And then you get to figure out what the industry looks like and how to serve and all those things. Um, part of the partnership that Torque Mains Business of Canada has is um, you guys will be writing uh, on a monthly basis, roughly, um, sort of insights about what you're seeing in the space. And next week, we're going to publish one uh, that you guys are putting out. Do you want to tease us of what it might say? Yeah. Or uh, what the title might Just title? Uh, who's writing it? Any of those things. We do the title last. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Good, okay. I wait, I wait for someone smarter than me to come up, more creative <laughs> than me to come up with the title. No, um, yeah, no, we're, I think, you know, we're just, 
we talked about it and we thought we'd do an article about retail and the current state and sort of where we're at. Mm -hmm. um, people talk about it a lot and because there's constantly things happening. Um, but, you know, just sort of step back and take a snapshot about where, we are, where we're at, maybe a little bit about where we came from, but most mm -hmm. people know that. How many stores, you know, what the landscape's looking like, just sort of give a point in time on, yeah. what, on what retail is. Um, because everything is retail right now, more or less. And just like everything was LP, uh, you know, last year, or year before, whatever it is. And, you know, uh, in the future, it won't be about retail. It, it'll be about something else. So right. uh, it's relevant. It's pertinent at the time. So we thought we'd, we did sort of a point in time uh, just because we do have so much depth of knowledge on it that it just yeah. it seems like an appropriate. I like it. I like it because it is it is it is funny. We, we were just going back because we're all teased. We're redoing our website. So that'll come out in the next probably month. Um, but looking back on a lot of the old conversations we did 2017, early 2018, and it was about trying to meet the demand of basically opening day, even though nobody knew when it was going to be. But then it turned out to be October. There was this deficit of cannabis for people to buy. There was shortages, right? And from, you know, October 2018 to now, you look at the chart of sort of how much excess there is, and people are sitting on capacity, waiting for places it to go. Like, there's there's this right-sizing, not only about how many stores is the right number, but about how much cannabis is needed to fill those stores, or really to fill future stores and products. I mean, it's like... The right sizing is happening on so many different levels. Right. And great from my perspective because it's lots to talk about. It's challenging to, to hit the spot. You know, I'm a licensed producer. In six months, how many stores are going to be open? How much product to produce to meet that demand? Like all of those things are like all moving targets. Well, and then, you know, in some instances, uh, the provincial boards don't want to don't want to purchase product that's been packaged right. earlier than a certain date. Yeah. So you're trying to time everything to get it out and be sold into the board without having excess supply that you're not going to be able to which to do what you want to do with which is the other thing we're seeing is like contract manufacturing is now a much bigger part of the sector and i think it will be just looking ahead of what california and colorado done like we had an interview with denalio right i think that's how they're pronouncing it a, a, gum, a contract gummy manufacturer in edmonton that sounds like the right time to be in that business, right? I mean, it's like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's what's, uh, you know, we've been talking for years, and it's 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 never ceases to be fascinating how things change. You know, retail is 2020 as um, Lesotho and Malta were for 2018, 2019. What's you know, 2021? Uh, <laughs> well, that's the best part is it, it's always, you. I don't know about you, but I, it's almost like you feel like you know what it might be. And then there's kind of a little twist to it at the end, and you know it, it, it turns into something different entirely. Retail is a good example. Yeah. You know, it's going to be private. It's going to be public. Now it's back to private, but there's a lottery. Now there's an open application system. Then and there's delivery, and then there's not. I mean, and every time you think it's kind of okay, well, it's an open system, and it's run its course. There's not much to discuss here. It's like now there's delivery. Now there's a pandemic, right? right. So you know, is it tourism? Is it hotels? Is it consumption lounges? Is it changing of uh, marketing and promotion regulations is it it could be all kinds of things it'd be great if it were any of those things some in combination would be amazing yeah uh, and whatever it is uh so i'm going to break it back around you'll be able to share it with us because we're official partners and that's Correct. that's exciting for us because you're you're in it every day in in the nooks and crannies which is great sharing that with our audience is always great for us and so we look forward to the partnership and uh thanks for coming along and being on the porch again thank you Jay. great pleasure thanks matt